Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 15th episode of The Bond Brain. I am your host, Bud West. Today, I have a topic on hand that I have been looking forward to getting to for some time. And it is a game, another challenging intellectual exercise along the lines of taking your mind to the gymnasium and exercising it. And it's something that we see Bond do on screen. And what I'm referring to is the game of backgammon, how it's tied into the Bond franchise and some behind the scenes stuff that up until a couple of years ago, I was not even aware of. Game of backgammon is one that I have a lot of experience with. It is a game that gets pulled out of of a very packed game closet in our house quite often. On a nice day, my wife and I very often will sit on our patio, you know, bring out a a plate full of of cheese and crackers and grapes and pour a couple glasses of wine or a couple drinks at happy hour. And on a nice day, sit out outside, enjoy the outside air and play some games. The majority of the time we end up playing cribbage, a very non-bond game, but a game that we both like. And another big chunk of time we spend playing the game of backgammon. Now, any lifelong or any Bond aficionado knows that backgammon ties into the film Octopussy. It doesn't really have any relation to the Fleming novel, but then again, the, the film Octopussy doesn't really have any relation to the Fleming novel. And, and I say novel, that's really a misnomer. Octopussy is actually a short story. And as near as I can figure, the only reference to Octopussy or any part of it in the films is the use of the name Franz Oberhauser in the last film, Spectre. And we all know in Octopussy, backgammon is used for sort of what I call a quintessential Bond moment. There's plenty of films where... 007 confronts his nemesis in a non-violent way. Some verbal back and forth or some type of other mental contest. And this is sort of a perfect example of that. Bond, of course, finishes a game after Kamal Khan, the villain in this movie, proposes doubling the stakes in the game. And that's a common tactic in the game of backgammon. When you are on the cusp of winning, you can offer your, to your opponent to double the stakes. It's worth twice as much, four times as much, and you both players are allowed to do it, and you can do it as often as you want. The other person, however, is required to accept a doubling of the points or resign the game and lose for the agreed-upon stakes ahead of time. Now, most of those stakes are not monetary. It's presented in Octopussy as a gambling game, and Backgammon is sort of one of those games that's played casually probably most of the time, but there are places in the world where Backgammon is a gambling game, and it, it sort of lends itself to that. Now, Bond, recognizing that Khan is cheating, he's using loaded dice, and that's also a a common theme we see throughout the the Bond stories. We see Drax cheating in the novel Moonraker. We see Auric Goldfinger cheating in the film Goldfinger. And Kamal, with his loaded dice, is obviously cheating, which Bond recognizes. Bond sits down to the table, of course, and denotes what he calls player's privilege to use Khan's dice and thereby win the game. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that the player's privilege portion of the game is complete fabrication of the filmmakers. 
there really is no such rule written anywhere that I have ever been able to find that denotes player's privilege in taking the other player's dice. That being said, it, it's not a bad little addition. It creates a situation where he's able to confront Khan, but not openly accuse the man of cheating in a room full of others, and sort of just send a message. Now, backgammon is a great mental challenge, and I won't go into the rules. Very simply, there are actually several ways to play. Uh, my wife and I favor the traditional method, but there are other ways to play backgammon if you search around online. And in the normal method, and in the method it was used in Octopussy, the best roll that you can come up with is double sixes. Hence, Khan's dice are loaded to roll double sixes. What I didn't realize up until a couple years ago is how entrenched the game is really in the Bond franchise during the Roger Moore years. It's really not that it big of a moment in the movie. It's a pivotal part of the movie, I think, but it doesn't take up a whole lot of time in the film. It's not overdone. What I did not realize is that Cubby Broccoli and Roger Moore were big backgammon players and they would play on the set all of the time and in every reference I've seen to it or come across and you could google it and find several pictures if you take a look at the Bond Brain Instagram page you'll see I've posted several of those you will see Broccoli and Moore going at it in on the sets of several films you can almost tell sometimes by what Roger Moore is wearing wardrobe wise what what set up you know which film they're on personal favorite is he's he's Roger Moore has still has the tuxedo shirt on the bow tie is still knotted he's got a big cigar hanging out of his mouth and he's sitting there with cubby broccoli and they're playing backgammon I love the game in backgammon I'm a cigar smoker I like black tie it, it's it's like the perfect amalgam for me personally but apparently this was common for these guys to do this on the set and backgammon like any other game has its lists of celebrities who like the games Connery Dalton Brosnan were all and are probably still chess players maybe not Sean Connery at 89 years old but many people have favorite games and backgammon seems to be one of Roger Moore's I also read an article that the actress who portrayed Natalia Simonova in GoldenEye was a big backgammon player now when Roger Moore and Cubby Broccoli played backgammon, every instance I've run across where this is mentioned or written about describes the game as high-stakes backgammon. So one has to wonder, did it find its way into the Octopussy script because it was a Roger Moore favorite, it was a Cubby Broccoli favorite. Now high-stakes is sort of a tough thing to, to nail down. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were playing for tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or pounds. Uh, many times you'll see with, particularly with people who are wealthy or celebrities, they'll set a, a certain stake in a particular game and the loser pays that amount to the winner's favorite charity. So there's no real reason to completely believe without any further evidence that this was some big giant gambling operation going on and in fact I've seen other pictures from the set where Roger Moore is playing backgammon against other individuals and one of which you could tell it, it's from the set just from the fact that Cubby Broccoli is actually there and observing the game. Now I enjoy backgammon 
I've enjoyed it for a long time and one of the reasons that I do is it's a very accessible game. Now on a previous episode of The Bomb Brain I spoke about chess but the tough thing with chess is it really takes a big commitment. It's like playing golf or tennis. You've really got to be out there quite often to even be moderately competitive. You've got to be at that chessboard. Backgammon is an extremely accessible game because it's largely reactionary. You roll two dice and then depending upon the board position and where your drafts or if you want to call them checkers lie, you make a decision about which ones you're going to move. You can be offensive, defensive, if you're ahead, if you're behind. You can take risks. You can play safe because there's ways to prevent the other person from setting you back. So it really is a game that requires some thought. It's also a game that doesn't have a lot of rules, and that's the beauty of it. It's a very, very accessible game. It's easy to play. We play it quite often. It's a great game to play on a nice afternoon on the patio. It's a great game to play when you're sitting home. We'll put the table up by the fire and and kind of play there. We will take it out on the beach. You're sitting on the beach all day. It's a great game on the beach. You don't have to worry about the wind. It's not gonna. It's not like a, a card game where the game or the the pieces are gonna blow away or get blown out of proportion. And many of the sets these days are are very convenient to to travel with. They're fashioned into small little what look like tiny suitcases. So it's a very easy game to carry around and transport and play and set up almost anywhere. I highly recommend it. It's definitely tied into any bond related activity. It's a good exercise anytime we make a decision. It's evaluating positions and stuff. We're we're exercising our brain and it's it. So it's a good mental exercise and it's definitely something worth looking into if you like games it's great for a casual game between two friends you can play backgammon and still hold a conversation with the person across from you so take a look at it if you've never played before maybe find a friend pick up a copy it's actually very 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 inexpensive to pick up a cheap backgammon board with the appropriate pieces so the Bond Brain message for today is consider Backgammon and giving it a shot. It's a lot of fun. This has been Bud West with the Bond Brain, and the Bond Brain will return.